From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, we will be business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining me. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Andrea Leon, a vice president at JLL, talks to FSC reporter Dan Netter. Leon discusses leading by example on the return to office, office real estate market trends, and what 2024 might hold for the market. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Skyline. I am here today with JLL vice president, Andrea Leon. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Um, I want to start off with um, just understanding your history at JLL. Can you tell me um, when did you start and and where did you start off as uh, position-wise? Yeah, for sure. So I've been with JLL now for just over 11 years. Um, I started with the company and in commercial real estate um, 11 years ago. I was actually living out in Washington, D.C. at the time. Um, So I joined the Bethesda, Maryland office and was working kind of as a um, brokerage coordinator, kind of more of a support role for a really great team, Um, worked for some really great brokers out there. And I was able to kind of learn the industry from the bottom up um, in that role, which, you know, you get exposed to a, a lot of things and are kind of responsible for a lot of tasks. So I um, really took advantage of that and absorbed everything I could. I decided to get my license quickly after that in uh, Maryland and D.C. Um, And then from that role, I moved into a marketing business development role. Um, I supported a very high profile team of brokers uh, in D.C. and kind of continued to learn the market and the industry um, through that role. And then uh, after that, I relocated back here to Minnesota, where I'm from. That was uh, a little over six years ago. And from there, I kind of dove into being a broker and, um, you know, kind of transitioned into that role where I've been now here in uh, the Minneapolis Twin Cities market. So I was able to kind of learn the industry from from the bottom up and, um, you know, working out in D.C., I say it kind of gave me some thick skin in the industry because there's a lot of different personality types out there um, compared to what we're used to here in Minnesota. So I think that that was a really good thing, uh, especially in this industry. And yeah, it's kind of my background and how I got into it and how long I've been here. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you mentioned that you were in DC before and, and I'm, I'm curious, can you tell us at all about your history prior to JLL? Um, how did you find yourself out in uh, DC and uh, and and your uh, experience in uh, Minneapolis and uh, the Twin Cities prior. To- sure, 
Sure. Yeah. So I graduated college in 2009 from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, quite an interesting year to graduate. There was a lot of people, um, you know, going into Teach for America and volunteering and different things. And so um, I was dating a guy at the time that moved out to D.C. to work for um, Capitol Hill for a senator. So I essentially followed him out there and um, I started working for a property management company kind of on the residential side that also did leasing, development, and construction. Um, so I worked in a few kind of ground up, newly built, luxury, high-rise uh, apartment buildings in D.C. and uh, Northern Maryland and, um, you know, kind of learned the real estate industry through that. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the property management side of the business, but I loved the leasing and the marketing. And so I was kind of sick of that role and, um, you know, but I love the real estate and the, the leasing, the marketing. So from there, I um, got the job at JLL and kind of never looked back. So. Yeah, that that's, uh, that's good to hear. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, once you, you know, started making your way up at JLL, um, you know, what specifically led you to uh, the office side of real estate. Yeah, well, I guess you know when I when I started out, I, I was I was on the office side. I've kind of always been on the office side, um, so you know that's always kind of been my niche and where I learned the industry. Um, I've been exposed to industrial, retail, you know, a little bit of capital markets, and um, you know, I've I've always just kind of liked office, um, so I've stuck with it. And what, uh, you know, like, like what trends in, um, you know, the office market today, um, do you think uh, there are that are maybe worth noting for our audience? Sure. Well, yeah, I think the, the state of the market is very interesting right now. It's very, um, unique. It's changing kind of daily. That's what all of our clients are asking us. And, you know, that's kind of why we're, we do what we do. We're, we're the experts in that field. We're boots on the ground. We're talking to other brokers all day, every day. And so um, I think that there's, there's a lot of opportunity right now, um, whether it's an investor, you know, trying to buy a building that's not in a great um, financial situation, kind of at a low basis and come in and do a renovation and a reposition, um, and attract the market that way. Um, you know, the capital markets are kind of frozen right now. And so we're kind of, you know, for however long going to be dealing with the, the existing buildings we have. And so there's an opportunity for investors to kind of re reposition and, and continue to upgrade the buildings that we have. Um, so that's definitely a trend we're seeing. Uh, on the tenant side, you know, it's it's kind of a little all over the place. We hear a lot that tenants are downsizing, they're shrinking. Um, that That is true, um, especially kind of in the, the larger size. But we are seeing, you know, small to mid-sized um, tenants that are, that are growing. Um, I think the ones that are having the most success are, frankly, the ones that have continued to have their office open and you know, been been going strong for the past few year few years versus you know totally going remote or closing their office. So we are seeing some growth. Um, we're seeing companies want to kind of reinvent their space. Um, how can they, 
use their space as a tool to get their employees to want to come back. And so, um, you know, they're looking at their real estate in a different way. Um, we have some spec suites in our portfolio and, you know, we built them out purposely in the last year to one to two years where, you know, instead of just having a ton of offices and workspace, we have a lot of like collaboration zones and soft seating. And I was meeting with um, a company the other day and they were actually leasing this space. And so they were getting their whole office through just to kind of get excited and talk about any changes they wanted to make and this and that. And there's this big like lounge collaboration space and they were kind of like, well, what are we going to do with this? You know, and <laughs> so it's kind of funny because, you know, they don't have that now. And a lot of companies don't, you know, this is a 4,000 square foot space. So it's not huge. So that that collaboration kind of furniture um, and like family room area, I'll call it as uh, new to them. But, you know, as we were there and they were talking about it, they organically just started being like, oh, you know, we could do our monthly sales meeting here and we could do this event there. And so it just was naturally um, kind of obvious how they would be able to use that space. And again, kind of use that as a tool to get their staff to come in and get excited about the new office and come to work more. Right. So um, that's kind of a few trends in itself there. Um, I think that one more is that, um, you know, we've been hearing just companies continuing to kind of want their staff to get back to work, um, coming out with different um, rules, you know, okay, you, you need to be in three days or, you know, two days. Um, but there's also companies looking to bring on new leadership to, to kind of switch up things a little bit in that realm, which, you know, we think is great. Um, it's kind of a snowball effect. Hopefully other companies will kind of follow suit and uh, especially for downtown Minneapolis, um, you know, that that's what we need. And I think that that's what we're seeing. The, the streets are busy. The skyways are busy. Uh, the restaurants are full at lunch. Um, in the suburbs, the parking lots are full. We were just texting about that with my team earlier that, you know, my colleagues never seen parking lots so full in so long. And so um, those are all kind of new trends that we're seeing that are are great for, for what we do. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the pandemic plays a huge part in all of this and, and in all of the trends that you just listed off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just curious that if you don't mind me asking about what was the pandemic like for you working at JLL and um, the, the transition to maybe the work from home and then back into the office? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's quite a big question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, like everyone else, it was scary at first. Um, I have little kids and so it was like, wow, daycare's closed. Okay, well, can't go to the office, but also the office is closed. Um, so it was quite a transition, um, which, you know, you quickly adapt and get used to like anything. Um, JLL, we opened our office in June of 2020. And so it was great because, you know, we were able to go in, which which I did, you know, once I figured out my childcare situation. And, um, you know, it was we had a couple months downtime, but it wasn't like we were stuck and we weren't able to go into the office and see each other for, you know, for an extended period of time. Um, so I think that JLL was kind of a 
front runner in that. And, um, you know, we're really proud of that because we relocated our office um, about a year and a half ago to the RBC Gateway building here in downtown Minneapolis. And, you know, we, we expanded, we took on more space and there's people here every day, all day. Um, so I think, you know, that that was helpful. Like I mentioned before, you know, the companies that have continued to stay open and bring their people in, it's kind of shown through these past few years. Was it important for um, JLL and and for, I'm, I'm assuming specifically, you know, the office market team um, to have that, um, you know, the office opened and have people, you know, working in the office? Um, was that important for trying to convince maybe your clients that, you know, returning to the office is the best option? Yeah. I don't know that I'd say, you know, convince, but we we definitely want to be an example and just to show, you know, okay, this is working for us and and this is why. And you can see it as a live case study. Like I just said, we we moved, we expanded, we hired, we we have people here every day. We have great space. We designed it in a way, like I said, that, you know, our our cafe kind of lunch area, um, we call it the hub. It, it's it's huge. And that was one thing that when we went through our design, you know, we were like, well, let's make this really big because we do our quarterly town halls there. And so we kind of took advantage of that and built it out to be kind of more uh, multi-purpose. Um, but yeah, you know, we we say that we we work, we work from work. <laughs> we work from the work office and, um, you know, when we're on calls and we're on our camera, we're, we're here. But I think our, our clients appreciate that. We want to be an example um, in the industry. And so, yeah, I, I do think that that's important, but we're just, we're more efficient and effective here when we're meeting with our teams and having one-off conversations. And so, yeah, we definitely like to, to show that as an example of how it's worked for us. Yeah. Maybe convincing wasn't, you know, necessarily the the best word in that, in that question, but um, yeah, I, I think leading with leading as an example is a good way to put it. Um, getting a little bit back to, you know, trends and all of that trends in the office market. Um, you know, when, when folks are coming to you nowadays and, and you were getting at this a little bit earlier, when folks come to you nowadays and they're looking for property to buy or office space to lease, is there, um, a really, you know, come and, or is there, is there a common amenity that they're really searching for when they're trying to convince their, their, or, or to, uh, to, uh, entice their teams maybe back into the office? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that, you know, some companies really, really care about that. Other companies really just want their space to be amazing and to speak to them. Um, but I think kind of generally speaking, a lot of companies do really appreciate a, a building that's fully amenitized. Um, I don't know that there's necessarily one amenity. I think it's kind of a combination. And I think it really depends on just the experience that people have when they're there. Um, we were talking about this, you know, this week, just because, you know, there are so many buildings with so many amenities, but they're all done in different ways. And so tenants can be really picky right now. And so we're finding what's the most successful is 
amenities like tenant lounges and conferencing and maybe it's retail, you know, on-site retail and coffee. But those uh, amenities, if they're located kind of in the building lobby or if it's downtown, like in the skyway so that you have to kind of interact with those amenities at least twice a day when you're coming and going um, versus, you know, having a lounge on a on the seventh floor in a building where, you know, you have to kind of go out of your way to get there. Um, so we're having success and kind of advising our clients, you know, if you're looking to add new amenities, do it kind of in that common area um, where people, you know, they're out grabbing lunch and they run past the lounge. Okay, let me pop in here. Um, and then those located amenities can also be used towards, you know, tenant engagement, different tenant events that the property manager is leading. And so that's kind of where we're having finding the most success and where um, people are leaning towards just from an experience standpoint. standpoint. Yeah. And I think a, a term that we've we've kind of been dancing around um, and, and the term that you actually introduced to me when I first started here a couple of months ago is um, flight to quality. And, and I was hoping that you could speak a little bit um, to, you know, flight to quality trends, um, you know, obviously as, as we have been um, and, and how you see those kind of trends, the, the flight to quality trends continuing into 2024. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about it every day, but we're seeing it. Um, I think specifically in, in two buildings, North Loop Green and 10 West End, you know, those are probably two of the nicest buildings in our entire market. And they're um they're very full. They've done a very quick lease up since they've been built. They're they're new buildings as well. So that helps. And so, you know, flight to top quality, we'd say, but it's also like to experience, you know, surrounding those amenities and, um, you know, 10 West End has a beautiful lobby and, um, you know, it has a first floor uh, green in the grain, a food, breakfast, lunch option, a big training room. And so it's just very open and programmed well, kind of what I was talking about to have those spaces, you know, in that lobby or Skyway area. So th that building did everything right, um, you know, from a design standpoint, a programming standpoint. And so that's where we see the the flight to quality there. Um, 10 West End has attracted tenants, not just that are already in the West End or on 394, but tenants, um, you know, from all over the parts of the Twin Cities. And so that just speaks a lot to, you know, people aren't as focused as they were before on geography versus, you know, that flight to quality and where can we get the nicest building, the nice, the best experience for our staff. Yeah, understood. And, and as you know, like I, I think I was talking to uh, a broker from uh, Avis and Young the other day, and they mentioned that you know, as as this flight to quality trend continues, um, and and this this flight to experience, as you as you put it too, um, a lot of Class A office spaces starting to be. Um, you know, taken up and, and, and leased out. Um, and as we enter into 2024, there's, there's going to be less and less of that space available. Um, do you see that as, you know, a, a potential issue on the horizon or is that 
is, is this maybe an opportunity for, uh, you know, other, uh, buildings to maybe up the ante with their amenities? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of what I touched on earlier. Um, I, I think it's definitely the latter that you said it's an opportunity. Um, and I agree. I mean, once, you know, those buildings fill up, um, you know, I'm sitting at the RBC Gateway building where JLL offices and we have one 6,000 square foot vacancy left. <laughs> um, and we have a lease out for half of that. So this building's almost full. Um, but there is an opportunity for other buildings, you know, that are just below kind of that top tier that um, there's an opportunity for current owner or maybe a new owner to come in and add those new amenities, um, maybe build out nicer vacancies or spec suites in the building. Because also, like I said, you know, it's a frozen lending market for now. Um, So it's very unlikely that somebody's going to build and construct a new office tower in the near future. So what companies have is what exists today. And so there's an opportunity to continue to amenitize amenitize those buildings um, and just once the you know 10 west ends and the north loop greens fill up then that will be the next place to go yeah and um i i you know i'm I'm curious um you know over the last year um you know obviously you were hitting on 10 west end and uh, north loop green um can you do you have any um prominent sales or perhaps leases that uh, you have uh helped with um in the last little bit that you know you feel like are notable or worth mentioning sure um yeah my colleagues uh work on north loop green and so you know i, I can't speak to that myself a hundred percent unfortunately but they have a great success um with some recent leases with um hyper jaffrey kpmg um, so that building has gotten a lot of interest uh, within the last 12 to 18 months. Um, 10 West End, we have a few spaces left. You know, our biggest space is about 9,000 square feet. And we're actually in the process of building out spec suites there just to help kind of, you know, react to the market and lease up our remaining vacancies. Um, some other notable projects, you know, our, our team is always looking for new opportunities, looking, you know, for new buildings to take on, new clients to work with. Uh, we took on a few new pro- new buildings this year, um, one in the North Loop, uh, 606 Washington with Pastor Properties. Uh, we're super excited about that. You know, the North Loop is has great activity right now. And so, um, you know, we think that that's a great opportunity for us to, to start market. Um, I'm working on one exciting deal right now that hasn't closed quite yet, but it should hopefully by the end of the year in the next couple of weeks here. But um, it's a very interesting new new concept that a, um, a current or a local company here in Minneapolis that's very forward thinking is kind of creating this new um, space for their employees and their employees' families and clients to come and use. And so once that gets out, that'll be a really exciting thing to to talk about as well, but not quite closed just yet. Understood. Uh, Andrea, is there anything else that you were uh, maybe hoping to say during this conversation? Um, I don't think so. We've covered quite a few trends. Um, 
which, you know, you kind of led the conversation very well. So no, I, I think that that kind of covers it for me. Great. Well, that was Andrea Leon, uh, the vice president at JLL or a vice president at JLL. Um, Andrea, thank you so much for your time. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too, Dan. Take care.